Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're continuing our series called God Is. Today we're going to have part two of God Is Loving. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, today we're going to be continuing our series, God Is. God Is. So last week we had a sermon entitled, uh, God Is Loving. And in extension that, God is loving when you feel like God can't love you. Man, it's, man, I had a lot of information. It was so good. It was so, I had a lot of stuff. So I decided I was going to split it up in two parts. And so today we're going to be having part two of God is loving when you can't feel like God can't love you. Again, last week we spoke about his Father's Day and we got to celebrate and honor all of our dads and dad-to-bees and our fatherly figures and all you guys. Man, it was an awesome time. I hope you guys enjoyed your root beers and not root beers, your RC Coca-Colas and your moon pies. And I know I did. It was a great. And I hope you enjoyed your Father's Day gift and being able to have some sweet treats and to bright up, uh, you know, your way, your path. And so you guys are awesome. And so we glad to love on our fathers last week. But we talked a little bit about, man, have you ever felt like that God doesn't love us sometimes? I know for me, it's, I, I felt like that before, that God just doesn't love me. I've done a lot of these things called bad habits or having bad things or I've done this wrong or I did that wrong and, and this was displeasing to God and I felt like that I couldn't, God couldn't love me. I remember a time where I mean, run from God. I run away from God. God was calling us to do something, and I was like, no, I'm going to go the opposite way. kind of felt like Jonah a little bit. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not going over there. I'm not going to go over and do that. You cray-cray, and uh, I run the opposite direction. And thankfully, God got a hold of him. Now, he didn't send a big whale or the Bible claim, or, or says a big fish. And he didn't send a big fish my way to get my attention and swallow me up and spit me back out on the, uh, the shore there. But God got my attention. And I felt like that in those moments that God can't love me because I run. I run away. I run the opposite direction. You being, uh, I want to talk about you. Like, you ever had a lady that, that loved you? And you're like, oh, she loved me, but she cray cray, so I gotta run the other way. And you gotta run as far as you can. That's, that's kind of what I was doing. I was running for my life. I had to go. I had to get away from Dodge. I had to get out of there. Because she's like, she loved me, and I'm like, uh-uh, I'm going the other way. <laughs> Am I? Okay, it's cool. Me too. Uh, but but, but when, when, when I was running from God, I was like, man, he can't love me. I've done a lot of displeasing things to God. How does he still love me for this? But listen, it tells us in the Bible that nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that's good for us to know that when we do mess up and when we do stumble, and we, even when we run the opposite way, God still loves us. He still shows us that love, that mercy. Just like Jonah, Jonah was running from what God had called him to do. God said, hey, no, uh, no, Jonah, go to Nineveh. I want you to go to Nineveh. And he's like, go over there, them people doing bad things, they're going to kill me, they know I'm a Christian, they're going to, I'm not going over there. But God still loved him, showed him mercy. Because God could have easily said, okay, you know what, Jonah, you know what, Michael, you're running from me, you're going the opposite way, tell you what, I'll just cut cut you off from everything. I'll just cut you off, I'll just let you be swallowed up and die. He could have easily done it, but his grace and his mercy was sufficient. His grace and his mercy was great because he said, hey, I'm going to love you and I'm going to save you and I'm going to give you an opportunity to do the right thing. 
And that's what God did. He gave us an opportunity to do the right thing, and I'm glad I did, and I hope you guys are glad that we did because here we are all these years later. Uh, but last week we talked a little bit about those that are in the Bible and they hear about First uh, John 3 and 1, and it tells us that, See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we shall be called children of God. And that is what we are. And we talked about how we, there's two types of people. There's the shouters and the doubters. There's people when they read this, hey, we're children of God. We're the child of God. And we get to celebrate. We're shouting, hey, that's great. That's awesome. I love it. Thank God I'm a child of God. And you got those that are doubters. Just like me. Hey, I remember when I was in church, I knew that God loved me. And, man, I was shouting from the rooftop. We were heavily involved as a young age. I was, in, I was at the church more than I could count. <laughs> We were usually the first ones there, the last ones to leave. Any type of ministry that was going on, I was trying to be involved in it. Listen, I was even trying to be involved in the women's ministry sometimes because they would have because I did the sound stuff, and they're like, hey, we need somebody to come and do sound for us. And so I was there, even in the women's ministry, helping them out. But it was good because I knew I was a child of God. I was called by God. And, and I was shouting. But then some things happened in my life. And it took a big turn for me, and I decided, uh-uh, God doesn't love me. If God loved me, he wouldn't allow these things to happen in my life. I got these bad, terrible issues, these, these awful things, these things that people have said and, and turned their back on me. And I was like, you know, a loving God wouldn't do that. And I began to doubt. Maybe I'm not a child of God. Maybe I'm not what this person he called me to be. Maybe you feel like that today. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, man, that sounds just like me. Hey, you're not in this world alone. And it's why we believe here at Minute Church, life is better together. And we constantly tell you guys that because we want to be an encouragement to all of you guys. Because even in our mistakes, God still loves us. He still loves you. Woo, I'm excited about this. When you feel like God can't love you. When you feel like he can't love you, I know for me it does seem like he doesn't love me at times. There's often times, and I'll just be transparent with you guys, there's often times I get very discouraged. When people don't show up and I don't want, I'm expecting them to be here and they ain't here, it gets very discouraging. <laughs> I understand people get sick, things happen, but the enemy starts planting seeds in your pastor's mind. Hey, I told you you wasn't good enough. Hey, I told you, you, you wasn't called to do this. And the enemy starts speaking these things to me. But then we get a reminder that's refreshing that says we are sufficient. His grace is enough. And, and, and it reminds me that, hey, I am a child of God. And I tell you my favorite thing about ministry, and I've been in ministry a long time, and, and my favorite thing is when we see people lift their hands or let us know, hey, I made a decision for Christ today or this week, or I listen to your sermon, or I listen to this podcast, and what you're doing, and the message you gave changed my life, and I made a decision. That, that inspires me more than anything. And it's like I tell you guys, if we would have started day one on March 1st of 2020, and two weeks later we shut down, those five people that made the decision for Christ that day would have been worth it all. Worth it all. And then we talked about Luke 8 and 4. I'm not going to read all this, but I'm kind of going to give you a synopsis here. So there was uh, a crowd that was gathered around Jesus. Jesus was coming into town. The crowd, had, or people had heard he was coming. And uh, the disciples were all around him, kind of like bodyguarding Jesus. And they're walking through town here. 
And there was this woman that had heard that Jesus was coming into the town and she had suffered. She had been bleeding for 12 years. And she had, had you know, uh, she, it was felt dirty. She felt unclean. And, and she came running to Jesus. And it touched the fidge in this particular version I used, but some of them say the hem of his garments. Touched the hem of his garments. And immediately she was healed. And Jesus said, who touched me? You guys that were here last week, you come back to memory, back to the story. And then Peter was like, it wasn't any of us. We're here, the crowd's pressed up against you. How do you know somebody touched you? We're all touching you. Peter was talking to Jesus. And then I love what Jesus said here. He said, someone deliberately touched me for I felt my healing power go out for me. And then the scripture goes on here in Luke 8 and 40. And in verse 48, he said, daughter, he said, your faith has made you, made you well. Go in peace. So again, paint you a picture. This lady had heard Jesus was coming. She'd been bleeding for 12 years. She probably didn't have the best clothes. She probably didn't smell the greatest. And she'd heard that Jesus was coming into town. And she said, I have to get to Jesus if I can just get to Jesus, I know that he can touch me. I know he can heal me. And so she pushed through the crowd and she pushed through the people and she touched the very hem of his garment. For the ones that don't know what hem is, the very bottom of his garment. And she was immediately healed. And so I want you guys to, and we talked about it again when we closed out last week, this is what we finished with. It's what's great about this particular woman in this story. It's because of her faithfulness that she had. Her faithfulness that she had. Her priorities were set straight. Because she could have easily started making excuses. Well, hey, there's a lot of people around Jesus. There's a lot. Hey, even if I get to him by chance, am I going to be able to touch him? Am I going to be able to speak with him? If the by chance that I can actually get to him, How's he going to treat me? Will I be healed? And so she had the faith to say, hey, if I could just get to him and touch him. And some of us today, we may be on the bridge and have our priorities mixed up. And, 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 and we may say, well, Pastor Michael, I got problems in my life. And I always use finances as a thing because we always sometimes, like me, I struggle with finances. Gas is going up again. <laughs> it's terrible. Food's up, up. It's hard, believe me. All of us are facing the struggles in this life. It's easy to give up. It's easy to doubt. And it's easy to say, hey, I don't want to go to church. I don't, you know what? I'll just watch Pastor Michael on live stream because I know it's going to be up. I'll listen to it on the podcast when he finally uploads it after three months. <laughs> It's easy to doubt. And see, that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to doubt. Trina, he wants you to doubt. He wants you to give up. He wants you to say, hey, I'm not good enough. I'm not really a child of God. That's what the enemy wants you to do because the enemy's out to kill, steal, and destroy us. That's his goal. His goal is not to say, hey, I'm going to be your best friend. His goal is to devour us like a hungry lion after its prey. 
But if we had the faith, just like this woman had with our finances, God, I'm going to give you the faith to my finances. Watch what happens. Watch what takes place in your life. Watch what happens. You won't be, you got struggles in your life and things you're dealing with. Take it to God. Have the faith that if you take it to Jesus, that he's going to do something about it. Y'all hear me? If you, if you take it, have the faith that once you get to Jesus, you got to get through the crowd. You got to get through everything. You got to get to him. If you just have the faith, this little, little mustard seed, the mountains to be moved. But Jesus will touch the situations that you're dealing with. But you have to have faith because when she touched him and she explained herself, he said, because of your faithfulness, you're well and go in peace. Last week I, I told you guys I still believe in the power of miracles. I still believe in miracles. I still believe miracles are taking place today. I believe miracles can take place in your situations in your life today. Well, Pastor Michael, I'm just dealing with a lot. Me too, but guess what? I'm still pressing on and I'm still believing in miracles to take place. And all we have to do is just mention the name of Jesus. Have faith like this lady did because the enemy, again, we talked about some lies last week. The three lies that he tells that God is judgmental. Well, God's going to judge me for the mistakes that I made. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's a big lie because I made some bad mistakes in my life. I want y'all to know something. I ain't been like a horrible person. I was like, I ain't been bad, but you know what I mean? But I messed up. I've stumbled. I've fallen. I've sinned. But the Bible also tells us we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the truth is, God isn't judgmental. God is compassionate. And it tells us this in Psalms 103 and 13. The Lord is like a father to his child or to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. And I know I shared a little bit of this last week that, that my dad put a little bit of fear of God in me because he scared me <laughs> because, because I, I didn't want to mess up. But even when I messed up and he had to discipline me and correct me, he still did it with love and compassion. Just like our father, when we mess up and we stumble, he still shows us love and compassion. Y'all stand by my notes for Aleph. Whack here. We'll get there. Oh, here we go. Found it. <laughs> Line number two that the enemy wants to tell us, God is angry. He's just waiting for me to mess up. He's just waiting for me to mess up. I don't know about you guys, but there's people just waiting, just waiting for us to mess up. They're waiting for us to say the wrong thing. They're just waiting for us not to agree with them a certain political way or what may be going on in the world, but we don't get messed up in that crap. We're going to preach God's word. But people believe that God's just angry at us and just standing by waiting for us to stumble and to fall. But I want to tell you the guys the truth today that God is very patient. Because it's in Exodus 34 and 6, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord's compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abundantly in love and faithfulness. Man, that's good for us because when we do stumble and we do fall, it's just like my dad when I was little. I may have messed up, but he was there wrapping his loving arms around me and saying, son, it's okay. We're going to get through this and we're going to work on it together. And we're going to give you the tools necessary to make it right. And just like our Heavenly Father, and that's why church is so important. That's why corporate worship is so important. It's because we can come together and we can let God restore the brokenness in our life. Third lie that people believe that God is hateful. 
There's no way he can love someone like me. Y'all, I've run from God. And it was prophesied over my life that I was going to preach the gospel. Y'all believe that? It was prophesied, and not once, not twice, but three separate times over my life that I was going to preach the gospel of Jesus. And I run. I run from God. I run from him because I'm like, uh uh-uh. How's this, how's this kid from the middle of nowhere, little country boy, going to be able to speak in front of people, in front of a live stream audience, in front of a, people all across the world that's listening on our podcast? How is this country guy going to do that? How does he do this when I run from him? When I made mistakes? When I wasn't living the Christian life that I should have been? When I was watching things and doing things that I shouldn't have been doing? God is full of love. And that's the truth, that God is full of love. Romans 5 and 8, but God showed his great love for show, by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinning. While we were still sinning. You know what's great? Is they were sitting there at the cross. Jesus took a beating on the cross. And Jesus had, had suffered and he still went on. I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but at the time Jesus hanging on the cross, he could have in any moment said, send 10,000 angels to get him. He could have stopped it at any moment, but he didn't because he loved us. He loved me, he loved you, he loved you, and he loved you, he loved you, he loved us all. He loved the world. And that should be a good thing that God's love for us. And I want you guys to know, what I like about John 3, 16 is God, for God so loved the world, he sent his only son down the cross for us so we can have everlasting life. But I love what verse 17 says. See, we got to quit cherry picking the Bible and picking out what stuff that we think is important or thinks applies to us and twist it the way we want to twist it to fit our sinful life. That's not how it works. You got to read the scriptures before, after, sometimes the chapters before and after because it make it all tie in to make sense. But what I love about verse 17 is he didn't send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. Pastor Michael, this ain't your normal message. That's okay. This ain't your normal you because I'm excited because of the love of God, because the tender mercy that he showed me, the compassion that he showed me. He didn't condemn me when I slipped and I stumbled and fall. He didn't, st- he didn't condemn you when you slipped and stumbled and fall. If you made a mistake, God still loves you. He's Jesus, and I mean, God sent his son Jesus not to condemn the world, but to save it so that we can have everlasting life. All right, I got to keep on. Go, take you on. Woo. So, so the daughter here, his, his, because of her faithfulness, go in peace, and she was well. But also last week we talked about what was taking place in the middle of this situation, what was going on around them. So there was this uh, uh, little uh, man that come to Jesus, and he's like, hey, listen, my daughter, she's dying, she's suffering, she, she, she needs your healing touch, she needs you to touch her. Will you come to my house where she's at and touch her? And Jesus is like, absolutely. Absolutely. Come on. We're, let's go. And then in between as they were going, this situation is taking place. And last week I told you guys that sometimes we may be going and Jesus is walking with us and he has to pause for a moment to touch somebody else's life. 
I truly believe that sometimes what takes place is God has to perform a miracle in between your blessing and your miracle. So keep striving. If you don't see it today, keep pushing and keep praying because it's coming. Because God may have, and Jesus may have had to step over to the side and perform another miracle before he got to you. Sometimes that's just how it works. And the man, he probably could have been upset that Jesus stopped. Because I mean, y'all think about it. If your son or your daughter's at home or you got a grandparent or, or somebody at your house right now and you know the man himself, Jesus, is in the house and, and he's coming into town and, and you're like, hey man, listen, bro, come on. You got, we got to go to my house. You got to take care of this right now. It's urgent. It's urgent. Nothing else matters right now but Jesus coming to my house, taking care of my situation. Basically, your emergency is a lot more important than everybody else that's going on, right? You know what I'm saying? Amen? True? That's why you call 911, right? This is 18 half years coming. Your emergency is a little bit more important than everybody else's, right? So let's go off of that. When you call 911, you're expecting what when you call it? You're having the, probably the worst day of your life, the worst situation in your life, and you're expecting the emergency services to be there, whatever you need, fire, police, EMS. And you're expecting her to get there quick, right? It's okay, Trina. You can, Trina's over here, but Sally Sue's over here today. But imagine with me that you picked up the phone right now and you called 911 for a medical emergency, a fire, disturbance somebody trying to break in and on the way here they decide they got to stop over here at Aunt B's and pick up a bologna mayonnaise and onion sandwich because they needed to speak with somebody and perform a miracle before they got here how upset would you be anybody, anybody want to say I mean, how upset you Trina you're over here, by the way, Sally Sue. Trent, Sally Sue, how, how upset would you be? Scale of 1 to 10. About an 8, that's cool. Trina, about a 6. No, you're about a 10, about 11 over there. But listen, you'd be upset. You'd be upset. I know I would. Come on, man, you're supposed to be coming to me. You're, you're supposed to be dealing with my situation, and you stopped and you paused for a minute because you felt like, whatever reason, that their problem was more important than mine. And it's okay to think like that because we're human. And that's what this man was like. He's like, come on, man. What are you doing? Come on. I need you to keep coming. I don't need you to stop. I need you to keep progressing to where I'm at to take care of my situation. And I truly believe that's what this man was thinking. But listen, listen, listen. So how do we, how do we experience the love of God? Oh, excuse me. There's too much stuff up here behind me. How do we experience the love of the Father? How do we experience this love, Pastor Michael? How do we experience this? Because I know my mercy is important. It's, I, I know that I need Jesus here right now. How, how, do, how do I experience the love? There's three ways I'm going to tell you right now. He, he walks with us every day. He walks with us. Number one, if you're taking notes. Jesus walked with him. He was walking to, the, the, to his house. He was walking with him to, to go to where his daughter was to heal his daughter. He was in the valley. He was there. He was with him. He was walking there with this man during his emergency to go to his, to his house to heal his daughter. So we see that in Scripture. And just like today, Jesus is walking with us. Jesus is walking side by side with us each and every single day. Well, Pastor Mike, I don't feel like it. Sometimes he just stops because sometimes he needs to take care of something. 
Deuteronomy 31 and 8, it says the Lord uh, himself goes before you and he will be with you. Y'all see that? He goes before you and he'll be with you. He will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Sometimes I get discouraged. I'll just be transparent with you. I get discouraged. I get upset. I, there's times, y'all, before for y'all got here, I was in the kitchen. I was almost in tears. I was discouraged, but this, this is a reminder that God goes before me. He said he was never going to leave me. He was never going to forsake me. And you know what? I'm going to keep pushing through because I know he's walking with me. So many people feel like they walk alone. They feel like they walk alone. They get this bad news that a family member sick. Maybe a friend betrayed them. Or maybe, or just maybe, they didn't get that promotion at work. That promotion that they that all they deserved, that they that they was gonna help them, they're gonna be able to buy a house at this point and buy a new car. Maybe, maybe, you know, they, they don't have anybody to share this joy with. Maybe they just feel like their life just straight up sucks. Maybe, just maybe, that's you today. Maybe, just maybe that you feel like that you're all alone. Listen, you're not in this walk of life alone because this life is better together here at Medic Church. Life is better together and you're not in it alone because here at Medic Church, we're going to do life better together by joining you hand in hand. We're going to pray with you. We're going to have worship together. We're going to have an encouraging word. We're going to build you up and not break you down. But we also know that God's going to be walking with us. God's going to be walking with us. But if you feel like you got to walk alone, at least know you're walking with somebody that loves you. That God loves you. I can't tell you how many times that I felt betrayed. When I said, hey, we're going to start Medic Church in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. I can't tell you the hurt that I experienced where I felt like I was walking alone. There's times that the enemy tries to tell me that, hey, you're still walking alone, but I'm going to tell you that God's still with us. He's still walking with us. Number two, if you're taking notes, he stops for us. He stops for us. So he's walking with us, and he also stops for us. Because sometimes we are that person that's in the middle. We are that person that God has to stop for to perform that miracle on the way to touch somebody else. Sometimes we're that individual that, hey, hey, God, I'm right here. I need to get to you. I need to touch you. I just need to touch the hem of your garment. That's, sometimes that's me. Sometimes that's us. Sometimes we got to know that Jesus is there and he's going to stop for us because he loves us. He loves us. Because see, just like the lady, he stopped he stopped in his track and said, who touched me? And again, the man, he's like, Jesus, you're supposed to be coming to me, but thank God he stopped for the woman. Thank God he stopped for me when I was running the other way. Thank God he loved me and he stopped for me. I'm going to take you guys all the way back to Genesis just for a second. And what's great about in Genesis, it says that God on the sixth day, he stopped. He stopped. Sabbath. Sabbath means to come to an end, to cease or to stop. For all the creations that were there and that we have today, our waters, the moons, the sky, the land, the animals, me and you and Adam and Eve back in the day, you know what I mean? God stopped. For us, sometimes we don't feel like we're loved because we don't see the miracles taking place. 
He walks with us. He stops for us. And finally, he talks to us. I got about 100 references, but we don't have time for them. <laughs> in the Bible where God talks to man. The men and women in the Bible where he speaks to them. He spoke to this woman. And he looked at her and said, daughter, because of your faithfulness, you're healed. He talks to us constantly. It's too good not to believe. I'm going to close with this. The Bible is too good not to believe. The love of Jesus and the love of God is too good not to believe. We can go through this life and feel like we're all alone, but God's still there with us. And I'm going to encourage you today, you don't have to feel like you're alone. You don't have to feel like you're out there by yourself because God and Jesus is right there with you. Sometimes he's taking the progression and he's having to stop. And the little girl here, when he finally made it to the house, he finally got there. <laughs> Did the little girl end up dying? What happened to the little girl in the story? Now check this out. <laughs> what I like about this, it says, I like how you guys ask what happened to the girl. This is so cool. Y'all check this out. Jesus' love was surrounding all of them. So he gets there to the house where this little girl was. And the little girl, was about 12 years old, was already dead. Pastor Michael, this is a crappy end of your sermon here. What the heck? What are you doing? I thought it was supposed to be but good. He healed the girl. He healed the woman because of her faithfulness. And now you're going in with the 12-year-old girl done checked out. Absolutely we are. Check us out. So he gets there. Jesus gets there. He done performed the miracle to the woman. He gets to this house. And everybody was there. Everybody was thinking, all hope is gone. When y'all think about it, you have a loved one that's passed on and they're there and, and man, you're crying, you're weeping. Everybody says, she's gone. There's nothing you can do, Jesus. You're, you, you took too long. You stopped in the middle. If you wouldn't have took so long with this woman over here, maybe my daughter wouldn't be dead right now. Maybe that's what the family was saying. Maybe they were walking on and they seen Jesus stop. Well, Jesus, if you wouldn't have stopped, maybe, just maybe my daughter would have been saved. Y'all check this out. Jesus, how about Jesus? Jesus loves and he was so softly spoken and it tells us in Luke 8 and 54 it says but he looked or but he took her by the hand and said my child get up my child get up and the girl got up and see I'm going to tell you the situation it appeared that she was dead she was hopeless maybe today you're looking at your situation and it appears to be dead there seems to be no hope. Your relationship may be broken. Maybe you may be addicted to something. Maybe your finances are in the tank. And you may even feel like that Jesus has stopped working in your life. Maybe you feel like that Jesus is so far away from you that he can never, ever, or you can maybe feel like you can never have a relationship with you. But I'm going to tell you today that all you got to do is give it to Jesus because he's going to take you by the hand and say get up 
And behind your faith and your faithfulness, you can be healed and you can go in peace. But you got to give it to God. You got to force your way through the crowd just to touch the hem of his garment. You got to force it. You can't just sit back and expect it to happen. Well, Pastor Michael, I want to. I want God to touch my finances. Well, if you're not willing to let God have your finances, it's never going to happen. If you want your kids to be at church, if you're not here, and I'm going to tell you, if you don't grace up your child in the way that shall go, they'll depart from it. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're not doing anything, well, Pastor Michael, they don't want to come. I don't care. You got to make them be a parent. This world is so much distraction going on right now. There's so much evil going on right now, and the enemy's out to kill, steal, and destroy us. If you want things to take place, you got to give it to Jesus. you got to push through the crowd because if you sit back and you do nothing, this world's going to take them over. If you don't protect your family, if you don't protect your household, the enemy's going to take it over. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, we got the, the uh, pictures and stuff. we got them everywhere. And I give it a constant reminder to my children. Hey, for me and this house, we're going to serve the Lord. Well, Pastor, or Pastor Michael, you're a pastor. Michael, you're a preacher. That's expected of you. No, it's expected to all of us. Imagine you passing on and you get to heaven and God said, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And it's because your lack and your lackness that their salvation is questionable. Well, Pastor Michael, can that happen? Yeah, I think it can. Each and every week, I'm held accountable for what I say to you guys. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing more important than having your family united in this house. By having God to surround them and having them to serve the Lord. Teach them in the way that shall go and they'll never depart from it. Well, Pastor Michael, I've heard this all my life and I've departed from it myself. You and me said that you run from God. Yes, I was raised in church and I run from God, but God showed me mercy. I knew the ways I should go and I wouldn't depart from it and I made my way back because God sent me a reality check. God gave me a second chance. But God's not obligated to give you a second chance. He still loves you. He still cares for you. He'll still show you grace and compassion. But you've got to have the faithfulness to go. Just make sure I ain't missing nothing here. So he walks with us. He stops for us. And he talks to us. Give it to God today. Cast your burdens on the hill. And he'll give you peace. Push through the crowd. Don't stop. Don't give up. And if you'll stand with me this morning, let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. God, I want to thank you for those that are here, God. God, I want to thank you for the ones that couldn't be here, Father. God, whatever they got going on right now in their life, Father, I just ask you in the name of Jesus to show them compassion, show them love, Father. God, the enemies does, does nothing more than want to steal, steal, kill, and destroy us, God. They want to steal our joy. They want to steal our compassion. God, they want to steal our love. God, today, reassure us that you still are there. You're walking with us, God. God, you even take the time, you'll stop for us. And God, you're still speaking to us. God, open up our ears to hear you when you speak, God. And if you don't know who Jesus is, you want to make a decision for Christ, all you have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins so I can live forever with you in paradise. 
Reassure me that you are there with me, that you love me even when I stumble and I fall. God, just help me to make the right choices from this day forward. In the name I pray. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.